Hello, and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Grunwald, a real estate agent, mother of two, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you will join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family, because home is where it all begins. Hello everyone, it's Ashley Grunwald with Hunter Row Real Estate. I hope you're having a great day. I'm excited to do this productivity when you don't feel like it. This topic came from a client and friend of mine, Jamie Rodriguez. She sent me a text. I'm just gonna read you a brief um, description of what she had sent me last week. And she said, Ashley, my question is this. Do you have days where you wake up and you just don't feel really like doing what you need to do that day? Now, knowing you, you work through it and do it anyway. What do you do and how do you tell yourself on those days to help you work through the funk, to make those days the most productive, to still sound happy on every phone call and voice message that you end up leaving, to sign the cards, to meet with people, to set up virtual meetings, etc. I'm trying to learn so I can make the most of my time. Some days are not as productive because I spend half the time getting myself back on track mentally. So if you're here and you're listening, can anybody relate to what Jamie shared with me last week? Just about feeling in a funk, taking a little bit of time to get past that to actually getting to productivity. I can relate, but I will say that there are some things that I've done through the years to push past that. And hopefully some of these will work for you. Not all of them, because some of them are going to be specific to your personality. So knowing your personality is going to help with this a whole lot. So again, take these with a grain of salt. Try them, implement them over the next couple of weeks, see if any of them help. I'd love to know if they do. But let me jump in and share with you a couple of things that I do and see if any of these resonate with you. So first one I'm going to say, and you probably already know it, but it works for me. And I shared this with Jamie, work out as often as possible. Now, I'm not asking you to get a gym membership or work out for an hour unless that's your thing and you can. I mean, maybe go for a quick walk outside, doing 20 jumping jacks before you do your to-do list for the day. And maybe it is going to the gym. I don't know what it is for you, but something that gets your blood pumping. This could be 10 to 15 minutes. It really doesn't have to be this extensive workout plan, but something that will get your natural endorphins pumping. For some people, coffee gets them um, awake in the morning. For me, it's a good um, endorphin rush through some sort of physical activity. So figure out what that is. I find that a lot of my creative ideas come from um, this time where I just get to be physical without having other business or personal things interplaying in that time. So working out as often as you can, whatever that looks like for you, it helps to clear your mind so you're fully engaged when it comes time to get things done. It also releases stress and tension. Um, it gets me energized. It makes me feel ready to face the day. And, and so it works for me. And I would encourage you to try it, even if it's, you know, 20 jumping jacks tomorrow before you start your day. All right, let's move on to number two. This one, you're going to laugh, but I've read this from the experts and I practice it personally, but make your bed. I know this sounds really silly, but it sets your intention for the whole day, whether it's going to be a productive day or a more lazy and relaxed day. It's a simple accomplishment that starts you on the path of accomplishing things throughout the entire day. Also, it's a visual reminder of your perspective on the day. 
is it a put together and orderly day or is it more relaxed or chaotic or unproductive? That visual reminder of your bed being made or not makes an impact on your ability to accomplish things throughout the day. Um, so again, for me, this clean and clear space allows my brain to start processing the tasks ahead with a fresh slate. If I walk into my bedroom or leave my bedroom and it is in disarray, it leaves me in a place not ready to um, accomplish the tasks I have out for the day. Can anybody relate to that? Does anybody make their bed <laughs> or is anyone willing to try that? It's a, a very small habit that you can get into routine of doing that will make a big difference. So I'd encourage you to try that. All right, let's move on. Next one, get ready. What I mean by that is take a shower, get dressed, get put your makeup on, do your hair, whatever it means for you to get ready. Even if you won't see a single person in person, it's gonna make a difference. And I get it, that seems like, why would I take the time to do that when I actually am not gonna see anybody in person? But I have found that this impacts how you feel, which impacts how you sound, which impacts your ability to influence people. And at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're influencing people, whether we're in sales influencing people or whether we're influencing our kids to make good decisions, or husband to help, whatever it is, we're influencing people. And you will be more equipped to do that if you are dressed and prepared for the day. So I have, even um, in the midst of quarantine, I've questioned that each day. I'm like, should I take the time to take a shower, do my hair, do my makeup, and get dressed when I'm not gonna see anyone this particular day? And I've pushed through and said I'm going to. Um, and it has made a difference for me. So that's why I'm encouraging you to do it. As we go, I will share that um, this has actually motivated me to do a lot more videos. In this season of life we're in where a lot of our contact is virtual instead of in person, now that I'm actually ready, I can knock out a lot more videos um, and computer Zoom virtual meetings. And I can even offer to a client, if I'm talking to him on the phone about setting up a virtual meeting, I can say, well, I'm available now or in an hour from now, if that works for you, because I'm already dressed and ready for the day instead of putting it off until tomorrow. All right, next one is create competition. Now this is where I said this might not appeal to everyone because I'm super competitive and I know other people that are not. And so you're gonna have to tune out for just the next couple of seconds while I share about this. You could create a competition with yourself or a family or um, friend, someone that would be willing to kind of add an, an element of accountability to your tasks or what you're trying to accomplish. So at our office, we have a sales scoreboard. And I'll tell you, I check that about every day. And it is the most motivating thing I have because if I see others making an effort and being productive and successful, it really pushes me past a funk or a slump that I'm in because I want to win or at least be in the lead. So seeing what other people are doing actually motivates me. And so I would encourage you if, you, if you're not in that type of environment where you're in sales or have a uh, office of coworkers that you could be competing with, I'd say call a friend and ask them to join you in your task or project, whatever it might be. That could be um, you have some errand calls that you need to make today on um, scheduling doctor's appointments and routine visits, whatever that is, maintenance appointments. Um, and you are dreading that. Call a friend and say, do you have some tasks that you need to get done? Let's do them together and let's check in by noon to make sure we've got 
taken care of. That'll motivate you and you have some accountability as well. See if you can both commit to the comp, the accomplishing the task in a similar time frame, and and check in with one another um, through a text, a call, whatever it is to help you stay engaged and motivated to complete it. It might even be on a Saturday that you and your spouse um, write two separate to-do lists for the, the day and see who can get the most checked off their list by noon. That, that could be fun. If that if your spouse is competitive and would, and would enjoy that type of interaction, I would encourage that. Something just to motivate you to get it done, let somebody else know what you're trying to accomplish and get it, get, get it done together. So that's another idea. Um, my husband is not super co- competitive, so it, it goes south for us when I start to compete. So that's not one we can do in our house, but I thought you might be able to do in yours. All right. Number five, I would recommend just getting started. And I know you've heard that before, but let me reiterate that one and put maybe a little different spin on it. I often tell myself, I'll just make five calls. That's all I'm going to do today is five calls. I'm going to sit down, do five calls. And it's taking everything in me to, to do that. But then once I start making those calls and I get going, I end up making 10, 15, 20. I just needed to start. Once you get a groove, you may want to do more and you often will. But if you just give yourself a small limit, it's okay. If you say after those five, I'm done. I did what I said I was going to do. But I I often find that I go well beyond that because I just needed that little motivation to start. Um, And then especially if you have a good conversation with someone um, or you get some positive feedback, something that keeps you going, that will help push you through as well. So again, just get started. Starting can be the biggest challenge But once you overcome that obstacle, it's usually hard to stop. So and maybe that's a note you put on a sticky note on your desk or somewhere where you accomplish a lot of tasks that just says, just get started. Something like that might be helpful. All right, moving on to another tip that I would recommend is taking breaks. You've heard this before. This isn't an original thought. This is a common idea in productivity, but I'm going to put a different spin on it. So what I like to do is to task switch. That keeps me interested. So as you may have heard, they say we can't actually multitask. Our brains are not able to do two tasks at the same exact time. You switch between the two. So I'll say that I'm not multitasking, but I am task switching. So I like to make calls and write notes at the same time, switching between the two. It keeps me interested. It it keeps me using my hands as well as my you know, my eyes and then my ears. So I'm, I'm using lots of different parts of my body to complete the task. Now that is not going to be for everybody. I think that could be a big distraction um, for some. So you, you try it, see if it works. If not, don't, don't continue that one. That one I love. It works for me and it helps me stay focused, but I definitely could see how this could be distracting to someone else. But the other thing is just getting up and doing something different. So often I will fold clothes or empty the dishwasher between calls because at the end of the, I have a big to-do list for the whole day and some of them are personal, some of them are professional, some of them are relational, whatever they are, I like to intermix them because sometimes if I just do all work-related tasks, I can burn out and be not motivated and you could start to hear that potentially in my voice. So what I try to do is switch those. So I might sit down and make 10 calls, need a little break, get up, unload the dishwasher, still being productive, so still staying in that productivity mindset, but just changing the scenery of task of what I'm doing. So I'd encourage you to try that. The other thing is maybe grab a snack, but try not to just grab a snack and then quit. 
um, doing the task, but it could help just to give you a little spark of energy and then switching projects. Uh, you could set a timer to work on one task for 10 minutes and then another for another 10 minutes. I do this with reading books actually, and it allows me to read a lot more as a result. So for example, what I do is I'm reading maybe three or four books at one time and I commit to reading a chapter of each book, which is way more than I would read than if I just was reading one book, I might not plow through four chapters. But reading one chapter of each book allows me to stay interested for a, for a short period of time and then switch to a different topic. And again, it allows me to stay interested for longer and to accomplish reading more books. So another idea I have for you is to bribe yourself with a reward when you complete the task. Again, not an original idea, but why not try this? This could be a trip to the spa, Target, a salon, whatever that might be. And maybe going to see a movie that you've been wanting to see or a restaurant you want to try. Or maybe it's your spouse takes the kids and you get some quiet time. It could be your spouse makes dinner. You get to pick the show that you're going to watch um, that evening on Netflix or whatever, or that you're going to buy a new pair of shoes or a purse. Anything that can help motivate you and keep your eyes on the prize. And these, this prize could be that you're just trying to accomplish some daily routine things. And I don't want you to get frustrated thinking other people seem to have no, no issue getting these things done. You don't know that. You don't know how they struggle inside with getting them done. They may just be able to push through using some of these types of strategies. So try to, again, focus on what you want to accomplish and then set a reward for when you do. Another thing I do that I could recommend to you would be changing your scenery. Again, this is knowing yourself and knowing what works for you. So trying different locations, maybe some of you are way more motivated in a coffee shop. That would not be the place that I would feel most motivated at all. Or some of you, it might be at your kitchen counter or in a park, wherever that is for you to be the most motivated, I would say use that location but then also you could change it up. So trying different locations for different types of work or different times of the day, whatever it is, just changing your scenery. Find the place where you're least distracted and most motivated. Consider all of your senses. What do you hear in that space? What do you see, you feel, smell, et cetera? There's definitely some distractions that can get in the way of productivity and that's different. I know for my husband, he can plow through tasks listening to music. That's not something that I would do or could do very well. That's very distracting to me. I need the space to be pretty quiet for me to work through. So again, knowing your personality, knowing what works for you, I would encourage you to consider. Um, and then you may wanna have a few different workstations or task accomplishing areas that work for you, that you have set up to accomplish things. I know I have a couple of those throughout our home at the office where I know productivity will happen because they are already set up with the tools and things that I need to make me productive in that time. So consider that. For example, that might be having a desk or an area in your home where you've got most of the things you would need to accomplish the type of tasks you're trying to accomplish. Now, if those are, like for me, a lot of that is you know handwriting notes. So I'm gonna have all my stamps, my envelope glue, envelopes, note cards, pens, all of that type of stuff in one location that I can easily access. So I'm not wasting time getting those things. But if your tasks are different than that, consider that to make that um, more productive in the time that you're trying to accomplish those tasks. 
Okay, here's another one that kind of points to my personality, but I know there's others out there like me. Cross it off the list. So for me, a written to-do list is super motivating. I like to see it in writing. I like to handwrite it. A computer to-do list isn't as motivating to me as one that I write on a piece of paper. Either is great, but just sharing my thoughts on it. Um, and even if I forget to write it on the to-do list and I accomplish it, I'm gonna write it on there and then cross it off. Oftentimes you'll have a running to-do list and a daily to-do list. Check both frequently, kind of like what Jamie was saying, just to see your progress, check those things off your list. Um, and I'd encourage you to write a to-do list before you get started for the day so you can see what you want to accomplish and your day isn't spontaneously trying to accomplish things without really having a plan in place. And then organizing your workspace before you get started. And this one comes to mind because of my my dear husband, who often gets into a work space thinking I'm going to get a lot accomplished. And instead, what happens is he ends up clearing off his desk or organizing his desk, which wasn't on the to do list, which is still a good thing to do. But if it's not on your to do list, you weren't actually productive doing the thing you wanted to do. So I would say clear space. Um, that can allow you to have a clear mind, but do that the day before or an hour before you set aside time to accomplish these tasks. I would suggest having everything set up the day before so you don't waste time prepping your space when it comes time to, to be productive. And then leave your space prepared for the next time you plan to get things done so it's ready to go. Like I said, you may procrastinate doing what you need to do because you have tricked yourself to think you're being productive by organizing your desk or cleaning it off or your office but that was not the item you had planned to accomplish. So keep that in mind when you're doing these tasks specifically, that is this on your to-do list? Is this a priority? Or am I actually avoiding something I don't wanna do? So asking yourself those questions. And again, a great reason to have accountability because if you call your accountability partner and say, well, I didn't get the things that I told you I was gonna do, but my office looks awesome. They may be able to say, great, but what about those things on the to-do list we talked about? So keep that in mind. And then just a couple left here, make small daily goals that are attainable. So this could be whatever your to-do list or productivity you're trying to accomplish is, that might be for me saying, I'm only gonna do five calls, but I'm gonna do it every day consistently. Or it might be for you running one mile or a half a mile or um, doing meal prep for one meal. I'm just gonna try it with one meal or I'm gonna organize one closet. Whatever it is, start small. We set these ginormous goals that are not attainable, that leave us feeling frustrated because we can't accomplish it. So it feels like too much effort and so you avoid it altogether. So be cautious of that and be okay to start small and call it a win day. And then the next day, add a little bit to it and another win day and then you're on your way to creating a habit. Um, the whole goal here is to create habits from these activities. One expert recommended starting as small as just saying, I'm going to floss one tooth, which I think is hilarious. Um, because if I had already gotten the floss out and had flossed one tooth, I'm going to do the rest of my teeth. But his concept was you can't just floss one. You're going to keep flossing, right? But it kind of gives you the mindset that you're starting so small that you can build from it. So think about that. You want to gradually add to it and find where your sweet spot is for accomplishing these types of things. And then the last thing I would add is have a plan. Know what you want to accomplish the day before. So many of us set out the day of and think, okay, what do I want to accomplish? But then there's a whole bunch of things from yesterday that didn't get accomplished. And there's a whole bunch of new things from today that are hitting you. So I would say, 
having a plan for the day will help set your day off on the right foot. Make it a to-do to list, prioritize it. Sometimes doing the easy stuff first, I'm gonna say that's okay because it might get you motivated to keep going as long as you eventually get to the things that you don't want to do. Uh, often we can do the little things or the easy stuff um, and then say, well, I've accomplished most of the things on my to-do list, but the big, maybe more important things get neglected. So keep that in mind. And then use the time of the day when you're most motivated to do the hardest things. So if there is one type of productivity that you hate, Whatever that is, if that's laundry or if that's for me, uh, making calls, whatever it is, choose the time of the day that you are most motivated. And for me, that's generally after I do exercise because I feel the, the freshest, um, cl clearest mind, most motivated, or it might be right after looking at the sales scoreboard. So setting my morning up to do a workout, look at the sales scoreboard, and then start doing um, the thing that's the hardest for me. But again, if you're having trouble getting started, you might not start with the hardest thing. You might start with easier things. And then oftentimes I'll mix the hard things in with easy things. Like I was telling you before that task switching, I often will do an easy thing intermixed with a, a harder thing. So let's say unloading the dishwasher is completely mindless and easy to me, but a harder thing is creating content. Um, so writing for... Um, like even presentations, let's say that takes more time and effort and focused energy. So I might inter swap the two to keep me productive, but accomplishing at the same time, because sometimes I can get stuck on a hard thing and want to stop. But if I mix it in with unloading the dishwasher, I know I'm going to finish unloading the dishwasher. So that helps me feeling that motivation of continuing to accomplish the task. But again, I would say my caveat is know your personality or at least try these things. And if they don't work, realize that there's definitely a personality aspect to this that we don't want you to get distracted by the, the task switching. So those are my thoughts that I came up with just from Jamie and my um, interaction this last week. Thanks for listening. So glad to have you today and look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. And we'll, we'll keep growing together, hopefully becoming even more successful, um, even at the little things. So thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.